The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off! Welcome to Winning Ponies. With a weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, John Engelhart, racing's regular guy. And thank you for joining us for another edition of Winning Ponies. Got a good lineup for you tonight. It's no secret that this time of year, the graded races get a little thin. So we might be getting away from the handicapping portion of the program, but we've got some great guests lined up. The first one, he's been on the show before. His name is Bill Moody. If you've been following racing, you know who Bill is. He's been winning Eclipse Awards since 1985. He's won not one, but two Eclipse Awards. He's also uh, won the uh, Tony Ryan Book Award for his uh, book that he wrote with Ted Bassett. Uh, Bill's been involved in this sport for so many years on so many levels. Uh, he uh, used to be the associate editor of the old Thoroughbred Record and the Thoroughbred Times. He was associated with the Blood Horse. Uh, Bill, just a, a wealth of knowledge and experience, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to talking to my good friend, Bill Moody. Then we're going to get Rob Earl on. You know, we tried to get Rob on uh, a couple weeks ago, but again, he's a... Uh, uh, based in New Zealand, we had some uh, technical difficulties. Well, I do believe he's over here for the University of Arizona Symposium on Racing and Gaming. So uh, Rob should be calling in at the bottom of the hour. And then a uh, person that's no stranger to uh, anyone that uh, feels good about racing, and that's old friend's founder and president, Michael Blowen. And uh, he's going to tell us all about the settling in of Silver Charm and what a month it has been for him, including Silver Charm on the farm now, Breeders' Cup winner Amazombi, and Game on Dude. Well, again, uh, Robert Earl is uh, supposed to be our second guest tonight, and uh, he's behind the one. Two, three, racing pick six, which is America's newest uh, handicapping contest style pick six wager. One, two, three, racing. It's not like any other pick six. It's a $2 pick six, though it's got a little twist. It's uh, really one of the most exciting wagers because you score points across six races uh, to, to uh, get the pool. All you need to do to play at 123bet.com. That's pretty easy to dial up. And all winners are guaranteed, and they are guaranteeing one hundred thousand dollars in payouts on the one two three racing pick six. Play today, one two three bet dot com. That's one two three bet dot com. Also, if you've been dialing us up on our winning ponies site, the easy win figs forms. I have been knocking them dead just today. 
couple hours ago, a $1 super box at Turfway Park paid $3,310. Yesterday, two big hits. One at Charlestown, a $1 super key, 2700 And then at Penn National, a $1 super, 3600 That was yesterday, too. Earlier in the week, let me tell you, they're hitting all over the place. On the West Coast, Los Alamitos, a dollar super for 3900 And then in little old Mahoning Valley, remember we were talking about them two weeks ago, uh, the new, newest track in America there near Youngstown, a $1 super, 4500 So uh, whether or not you're dialing in uh, to uh, play the 123bet.com, or you just want some easy win fig forms, go to Winning Ponies. Well, here's some big news. Uh, Keelan is moving the Toyota Bluegrass to opening Saturday of the spring meet. Also, it is now going to be the second million-dollar race. Uh, they, we know that it's going to be hard to get to Keeneland at the Breeders' Cup next fall. It's going to be hard to get there on opening weekend. Uh, seven stakes are going to carry significant purse increases. Of course, uh, the Toyota Bluegrass is, is going to lead them all with a million dollars. Now, it's moving a week earlier, Saturday, April 4th. What a day of racing. It's going to have four other graded stakes races, uh, the Central Back Ashland and the Madison, uh, two, of the, two of the bigger ones there. So, again, the Bluegrass uh, trying to regain its stature of old, Three-year-olds going to Molinade, prepping for the Derby, and now it ranks as one of North America's richest Kentucky Derby preps. And uh, also with that race, both the Ashland Stakes for three-year-olds, Phillies getting ready to go to the Oaks, uh, will be there on the same Saturday card. Remember now, both the Bluegrass and the Ashland are worth 100 points towards the Derby and the Oaks. So uh, they do believe that by moving the bluegrass up a week, a month before the Derby, with the with the purse push, it's going to enhance the stature of that race. And I do think that you will see um, really some of the top-tier horses coming in because remember, Keeneland has now returned to dirt. It's no longer a poly track track that's going to favor some of those horses that like that surface because they had not been uh, bouncing back into uh, into the derby. So we're going to see what's going to happen with the surface change and the date change down at Keeneland. Well, last year's derby winner, California Chrome, is wasting no time. Luckily, he's going to have a 2015 season. Uh and uh, he had a nice workout, a uh, half mile in, in 48 and 1 at Los Alamitos. Uh, Art Sherman is going for the half a million dollar San Antonio stakes on February 7th. And uh, I've got to give this, you've got to write this down because this is one of the best quotes I've heard in a long, long time. After this gallop out, Art Sherman turned around and said, He's sharper than jailhouse coffee right now. <laughs> you got to love that. He walks on his hind legs. It's hard to keep him down. Uh, Sherman just says it was a maintenance work, but he's really happy to see 
how he's going. What a great quote. All right. Uh, changed out of Louisiana Downs. Good friend of mine. He's been on the show before. Jason Beam has been hired as the Louisiana Downs announcer. Uh, he has been at Portland Meadows in Oregon. I got to uh, spend some time up there with him uh, oh, about a year and a half ago, and my son settled in uh, there in Oregon, and uh, he'll be calling races there, and then he's going to come back down to Louisiana Downs with the uh, quarter horse meet on January 10th. Of course, uh, Jason also uh, has been an author. I uh, got to know him when he was calling races at River Downs. He's a graduate of the University of Washington. And uh, a very uh, much of an interesting person. He's going to take over from another guy that's been on Winning Ponies, Rick Mocklin. Uh, Rick is also and has been for so many years a jockey agent. And uh, he's got one of Louisiana's leading riders, Richard Aramia. And he's going to be going over to the fairgrounds. So there was a little bit of a conflict there. So best of luck uh, to my friend Jason Beam as he steps into the booth over there. Another gentleman that's been on Winning Ponies, Jim Mulvihill, was just elected as the president of the Turf Publicist of America. Also, uh, some uh, some good friends, uh, Sophia McKee of Emerald Downs and Joe Bacalupo of NTRA uh, were elected as vice president. So, Jim Mulvihill... Uh, uh, Talk to him today, and there's a chance we're going to have him out tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, I'm sorry, next week. This cold is really getting to me, folks. Uh, and he's going to kind of update us on not only what's going on with the Turf Publicists of America, NTRA, but he's going to give us his insights at uh, some of the leading topics and subjects at the University of Arizona Symposium on Racing and Gaming. And speaking of the NTRA, uh, they've announced that the Daily Racing Forum NTRA National Handicapping Championship is now going to offer record prize money of a quarter of a million dollars, up 25% from last year. So I'm sure a lot of you Winning Ponies listeners will be more than happy uh, to hear that. Uh, the, the prize pool is going to include a... $50,000 mid-year payout to the top five individuals. They'll get ten grand each. The top 20 finishers at the end of the year are going to get prize money and be eligible to compete for a $25,000 bonus to be paid to the individual who achieves the highest overall finish at the 2016 NHC Finals. Okay. Uh, again, not the biggest week in racing, but on Saturday, I do have the Grade 3 Sugar Swirl at uh, Gulfstream Park. It's something that we always like to kind of highlight, bring your attention to, because horses of uh, equal ability that have faced each other a lot will race against each other. Down at the fairgrounds, it's Louisiana Champions Day, and you've got the Classic, you've got the Champion Starter, uh, the Lassie, the Turf, uh, just uh, a lot of great races for uh, for the people of Louisiana. I know I used to be the director of publicity down there, and so was Bill Moody, I believe, shortly after I headed back north. Uh, then on, uh, we also have the grade one Starlet Laurel Race Course. But again, uh, not the biggest week of racing. Now, uh, the, the Starlet uh, could push... Take Charge Brandy towards the 
the title. Uh, and D-Way Lucas certainly hopes so. She went in as a huge log shot in the Breeders' Cup, and uh, he's got her cranked up and ready to go. Victor Espinoza will be back in the saddle uh, that day. Uh, she has now won three of seven starts and earned $1.4 million. I'd have to say a win getting in before New Year's may just launch her as the top two-year-old. Well, uh, let's take a quick look at last week's races before we get to Bill Moody. And uh guy that's been on this program several times in a jiff, well, wire to wire to win the first stakes at Turfway Park. And uh, very happy for Jeff. Uh, he In a jiff, beat horses trained by Wes Ward and Bill Mott. Uh, he's one of those guys that just flies under the radar. Outstanding individual. Uh, remember last week we uh, handicapped the claiming crown at Gulfstream Park, and Eric Wing did a fantastic job at helping us out. Uh, we handicapped the uh, first running of the Canterbury, and the winner in there was Buster Rose. That's right. Eric gave us that horse, paid $16 to win. Then we moved on to the Rapid Transit, and the winner in there came from the outside. It was a question of whether or not it could overcome that post position. Eric liked Grand Shores, got up by three-quarters of a length. The horse I liked, uh, good time had by all ran second, so we gave out a $50 exact rate there. Then the Emerald Stakes, 125000 up for grabs. Again, the outside post did not have a problem, and the winner there was... Saffron Hall, Mike Maker, he is the king of the claiming crown. Got it done in there. And of the final and feature race, $200,000, the jewel, the winner was number four, Catholic Cowboy, Nick Zito. You can't leave a Hall of Famer out of these races. He got the job done, believe it or not, at 17 to 1. Well, let's look at national news and last week's wrap-up. Let's take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking to one of my favorite people in the world of horse racing, Mr. Bill Moody. You're listening to Winning Ponies. School to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 123 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. 
This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and back with me, I did the math, and I believe it's been... 30 years this year that I had the chance to really get to meet and get to know Bill Moody. He was a guy that I I used to read uh, back in the Thoroughbred Record, if any of you have those uh, still on your uh, shelf. He was the associate editor back then. Uh, But, uh, you know, so I I got to looking at him from a hero to becoming a friend. Um, It was shortly after that that Bill and I met during the the reign of of Spendabuck. He came up to Little River Downs when Spendabuck won the cradle back in 84. And it was the next year that uh, he won an Eclipse Award for Outstanding Magazine Writing. Uh, And then since then, of course, he's gone on to win another Eclipse Award uh, on just an amazing story. And I tell you, go online and pull this down. It's a great story about the, the it's gut-wrenching. When I say great, it's not uplifting, but it was about the final hours of a precisionist at, at Old Friends later in the show. We're going to have Michael Blowing on. And then uh, he also won the uh, Dr. Uh, Tony Ryan Book Award uh, for uh, Keeneland's uh, Ted Bassett, My Life. And so with us right now, no further ado, Bill Moody, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing fine. How are you doing, John? Uh, not real good. I'm glad you're on, so I don't have to talk all the time. But, uh, you know, Bill, you, you, when I step back and I look at your body of work, it is awesome. It really is. And, and, and you know what? You know, I reeled off a few of the things that, that you did and you've done. But uh, kind of t- tell our listeners about your entrance into the game and your, your ventures in journalism. And I think there's probably a lot of people that have no idea that, in addition to being a journalist, you've been a teacher. You've actually been a publicity director. Uh, kind of ratchet up uh, what what you can in a short time. The uh, the resume of Bill Moody. Okay, well, I actually come from a circus family. My parents were with the Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey Circus. My mother was an aerialist. She was actually in Ripley's, believe it or not, once. And, uh, yeah, I taught English at Michigan State University for seven years, and I taught journalism for a year at the University of Georgia. And I used to freelance a lot of sports articles. And one of the magazines I wrote for was the Thoroughbred Record down in Lexington. And in 1983, they asked me, well, they said, they told me they'd be willing to offer me a full-time position if I was willing to change careers. And I love to travel, and I like to write. And so I said, yeah, I'll change careers, and I've been a turf writer ever since. And 1984 is when I first met you. I did a long, long feature about River Downs. And then that Labor Day, I covered Spendabuck's win in the cradle. And, of course, Spendabuck went on to be the Kentucky Derby winner and Horse of the Year the following year. 
Absolutely good. So, you know, I, I, I didn't have to look at a photo. I did remember something on my own for a change. But uh, ever since then, it, it's been great. And I just want to shout this out to, to our listeners here that through that period, you developed a great relationship with Dennis Diaz, the owner of Spend a Buck, and he actually named Spend a Buck's half brother, I'm going to say by Danzig, Bill Moody. You're correct about that, and he wasn't a bad horse. I think he made 18 career starts and won four of them. All his career starts came in South Florida. Um, he twice came in third in stakes, but both times there were only four horses in the stakes. And uh, they had a choice, either to geld him or put him out to stud, and I said, oh, my God, don't geld him. If they do, I'll <laughs> So they decided to put him out to stud. I think he first went to... I think he first went to South Africa. He ended up in Puerto Rico, and now Bill Mooney is gone, unfortunately. That Bill Mooney, the horse, not this Bill Mooney. Well, the, 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 the other Bill Mooney is with us here on, on Winning Ponies. Bill, I, I reeled off, you know, again, uh, the award you, you've won, and I know you try to downplay it, but the, the one award uh, that uh, really impresses me is the Walter Hayde Award, and the reason is, a lot of my good friends have won it, uh, I, and they're great people. Uh, Tom Lamar just won it this year. Uh, of course, uh, you, you know the relationship I, I have with uh, with Jenny Reese, and uh, of course, in your backyard, uh, and really back then in the in the eighties, uh, Mary Jean Wall actually still covered racing in Cincinnati. Um, that's just an outstanding award. In addition to the names that I just reeled off, it goes all the way back to people like uh, Joe Hirsch and Red Smith. Uh, of all the awards you've got, is, is that the most honored? I would say that's the most honored. Actually, the award that means the most to me is 1976 at Michigan State. I won the Excellence in Teaching Award, and that's the one that uh, that means most to me. But I would say amongst turf writing honors, yeah, I'd say very definitely the Walter Hayde Award because that's bestowed upon me by my peers. Uh, absolutely, and like I said, I mean, the people in there, and so many of them have been great uh, for me, a great ambassador of the sport, uh, Jay Hovday, Byer, Gary West, uh, uh, Jay Privman, uh, Stephen Christ. I mean, uh, it's just a it's just a who's who of a uh, of the the best people that have brought it. You know, again, for our listeners that don't know, this is given out for excellence in turf riding. Looking at your whole body of work, not just a great story. But before I move forward with some questions, I have to ask you that are pointed about uh, your backyard there. Um, I got to go back and read your story on Precisionist. And later in the show, we're going to have Michael blowing on. And I thought one of the best class acts that I've ever heard about was you taking the coveted Eclipse Award after you won it for your story on Precisionist and laying it on the table in front of Michael Blowen. Bill, I tip of my cap to you for that. That is a class act. Well, uh, you know, when I, I knew that uh, the the award was nominated for Eclipse, and over dinner I told Michael, if I actually get it, I'm going to give it to you. And they gave it to me, so I gave it to him. Because what I told him, I said, look, I, I'm just a writer. I'm I'm simply wrote down with what I saw. I mean, it was you and your staff members that, and precisionists themselves, which really made that story, you know, the final day of a Hall of Famer, I think we called it. So Michael uh, deserved the award, and he still got the award, and he's getting quite a collection of Eclipse Awards. He's got the ones from, I think, most of those that Bobby Frankel won. I think he's got that those. And uh, he's got the one I got, you know, which now belongs to Michael, and I think there'll be more Eclipse Awards coming Michael's way. Well, all I can say is, again, I, I, 
asking uh, if my listeners uh, to go and Google that story if they haven't read it already. Bill, you you describe so succinctly those heartfelt moments leading up to his passing. It was just phenomenal. It was almost like you were in a bubble hovering over the thing, watching it. Uh, so uh, was this prepared in advance? I mean, did you ask Michael to call you if it looked like it was going to go down? No, Michael called me about 4.30 in the afternoon and left a message on my phone machine saying they're going to have to put precisionists down and please call him back. And I called him back, and he told me, we're going to have to put precisionists down tomorrow. And then at that point, Michael couldn't talk any longer because he, he, you know how emotional he gets. He just lost his voice. So I said, well, I'll get my better half, Karen, and we'll come out there. And we went out there that evening. And I said look, to Michael, I said, look, you know, I'll write down everything I see, and I'll write an article about it if that makes you guys feel any better. You know, maybe it'll give people, you know, some strength of what's going on. So I was there all that evening, went home about 11 o'clock, came back early next morning, and was there for the whole thing. Um, that night, the night before Precisionist died, Karen actually got in the stall with him. I remember that. She knows how to handle horses. And that's something I didn't include in the story. To this day, I wish I had. Well, it, it, was, just, it was just fantastic. And again, I, I hope our listeners will go, if they haven't read it already, that they will. Well, Bill, uh, w- one of the brightest moments I have every spring and fall is when I whip that door open in the Keeneland Press Box and... The very first person I see, three tables down, facing uh, the, the finish line, is, is you. And you, you're kind of like the gatekeeper of uh, of Keeneland. You know, there's nobody that walks through that press box that 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 doesn't walk past you at, at your 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 place at the end of that table. Uh, so you're you're extremely connected to Keeneland. Now we've got. A, we just heard about the the bluegrass. You know, good luck finding parking on that day, the way they've moved that with all the great stakes races. I can't imagine the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland. Am I happy it's there? Well, perhaps yes, because, you know, it's in the heart of the bluegrass. But is that a facility that can handle it? I don't know. So I'm really wondering, what is your read on the Breeders' Cup at Keeneland? My read is that I think it's an awful thing for the Breeders' Cup to come to Keeneland. It's much too small. They've only, if you take the grandstand seats and clubhouse outdoor seats, you only got 5,700 seats. Uh, you know, to me, there are two reasons why Keeneland got the Breeders' Cup. On the Breeders' Cup part, there's hardly any other tracks in the country that want it. It's too expensive. Only the Southern California tracks really want it beyond that. And once Mr. Stronach dies and he's 83, I'm not so sure about it going back to Santa Anita. On, in regards to Keeneland, I think you've got a situation where Keeneland management's kind of been overwhelmed by their own egos. They think they can do something that they really can't do well. Now, How's that you, you, you're based in Lexington now, and I'm part of the media. Yeah. How are they going to handle a crowd that, I know they're going to limit it, but still, how are you going to handle a crowd that size getting, getting in and out of the, the Breeders' Cup for two days? I have no idea. I mean, they keep on throwing these figures around. I mean, at first they said, well, they're going to do, um, you know, they can ha- have 45,000 people there. And then they said 65,000. Now they're saying 35,000. Keeneland draws some very nice crowds, but they nevertheless see fit to 
shall I, they exaggerate their attendance figures. They inflate their attendance figures. Like they say, they have 42,000 people there on a bluegrass day a couple of years ago. There's never been 42,000 people at Keeneland, please. I mean, that can't be done. And, you know, one of the things one of the people from the Breeders' Cup said to me is, well, if you go up near the entertainment center and what they refer to as the hill, they said, with a strong set of binoculars, you can see the races. And my response was, sure, if they tear down the grandstand, about 10 barns, and take down 200 trees, then you might be able to see the races. Well, you know, that's, that's what I was wondering, is uh, if they do just count the uh, U.K. drunk kids up on the hill as part of the attendance. Well, let me tell you what else is happening in Lexington that afternoon. U.K. has got a home football game against Tennessee. The no. National Horse Show is going to be at uh, the Kentucky Horse Park on Breeders' Cup Classic Day. And also, because they have to accommodate the race dates that Keeneland would get, the Breeders' Cup is going to be on October 30th and 31st, which will coincide with Games 3 and 4 of the World Series on television. Oh, my God. Did Annie, does anybody think of these things? I've got a feeling no. And on top of everything else, Keeneland still wants to start, start the November breeding stock sale only two days after Classic Day, which means you're going to have all those sales horses in there, and you're going to have all the consigners and buyers and grooms and whatever taking care of all these sales horses, um, you know, causing an immense crowd and traffic jam with the people who come for the Breeders' Cup. You know what? I'm up in Dayton. I'm thinking I could maybe rent my house out to somebody. It's going to be that know. Hard to you get know, there. the hotel rooms are going to be pretty well taken up by the UK by the UK Tennessee fans and the National Horse Show people. So maybe you could rent your house out. You know, it's it's Keeneland's a nice track. I mean, they have good racing and all that. Of course, their purses are largely you know paid for by receipts from the sales and that sort of thing. But it's not the sort of facility that you want to have a Breeders' Cup. Churchill Downs has become an architectural monstrosity, but it still has the facility to host an event of that size. That can't be denied. Keeneland doesn't. Well, it's going to be very interesting. I mean. I mean, you know the size of the press box just on a halfway, you know, fall stars, all stars. We're stumbling over each other to get a seat. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, because there is still some racing media, uh, I, it, it, there's going to be good coverage of it. But, uh, you know, that in itself is going to be hard to, to maintain the access. I think people are going to have to bring cots because uh, you're talking about everybody like you know NBC getting there and you've got all the you know the video people and the racing officials uh, it, it's going to be an interesting challenge. Let's just call well, it that. Well, you know, they, they're going to have, you know, one of the things they're going to do is set up eight to ten what they refer to as chalets, which are really nothing. They're not chalets. If you look at the definition of chalet, it doesn't even come close to meaning it. What they really are is their glorified tents, which they're going to use for a lot of the customers. And they set up one on a trial basis this past fall, and the thing had a tendency to leak when it rained. Well, Bill... All I know is I think you'll be there, I'll be there, I'm looking forward to it. But what I'm looking forward to the most is when the spring meet comes and Bluegrass Day opens up early, that I walk in there and I see your smiling face sitting there at that spot that you uh, have patrolled so well for so many years. Well, you know, I've been sitting in that same seat for 30 years and they haven't kicked me out yet, so I guess I may (laughs) hang on to it for another year or two. I'm sure you will. Bill, thanks so much for uh, joining me tonight, and I look forward to seeing you over the weekend. Okay, John. All right. We've been talking with Multiple Eclipse Award winner Bill Moody, and in just a few minutes after we take this break, we're going to be talking to the, the kingpin. That's right.
of racing's newest wager. You're listening to Winning Ponies. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. And they're off. What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 123 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me is Rob Earl who heads up 123bet.com. As you know, that you are one of the sponsors here at, at Winning Ponies. And uh, Rob uh, bringing his uh, international insights and probably interest over to the University of Arizona, where they have the Racing and Gaming Symposium every year. And he is with us right now. Rob, how are you doing? Very well, thanks, John, and I appreciate you uh, getting me on your show. Well, it's good to have you on, and of course, uh, like all my guests, I like to uh, you know go back and kind of research uh, uh, who they are. And before I get to uh, you know what makes your company so unique, I'd like to introduce our listeners to who you are and how you got into racing, because I know that uh, you're pretty well versed as an IT guy. I want to know about your racing background. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well. John, when I when I left school, I had ambitions of becoming a harness driver. So I grew up next to a big racetrack in New Zealand, so that's my accent. I'm from from the land down under. Um, had ambitions. I wanted to get in the back of a horse as soon as I could walk. I, I loved it. Um, first opportunity to leave school, I left and found out that hey, I couldn't make any money out of it. All my mates had uh, real good jobs. They were driving nice flash cars, and I was getting around on a little old scooter. So I decided to. Uh, Look for an alternative uh, work style and uh, ended up in uh, as a computer operator, believe it or not. So had no experience with computers, 
just picked it up at the right time when, when the first PC came out in the mid-80s and uh, just ran with it from there. Well, obviously, you, you've, you've done a sensational job with that. Now, uh, you know, we, we've been you know, talking about your, your operation here every week on the program. What was your uh, – how did you sit back and think about creating such a site and what what is your, was your business plan and end goal? Sure. Well, about uh, well, it would have probably been about ten years ago. I actually uh, ended up becoming a, a committee member and then a director of the racetrack that I grew up thanks to. So, you know, I wanted to get involved. They wanted someone with a bit of technology background, and they also we we wanted some type of game, some sort of handicapping challenge that we could offer to the to the members and and get them involved in horse racing. You know, every week we'd put up prizes, and so we we created the one two three racing contest, which was based on picking a horse on each of the races on the card. You scored the most points if you picked in, in New Zealand that was based on the win and place dividend. And after the 10 races, if you scored the most points, you won a prize. And uh, it quickly grew from a couple of hundred players and to over 10,000 players within a short space of time. And I uh, thought, hell, this, is, you know, this could be something that we could take internationally. So I... Uh, I actually took it to the UK tote uh, initially and we trialled it there and then uh, we were offering free play games here in the US. Woodbine Entertainment were the first uh, operator of our free play handicapping contest and we offered it to them and uh, it was very successful and we got approached uh, by Scientific Games, uh, the tote company, and they wanted to look at uh, also offering the contest and we worked out a way to actually turn it into a real wager. So it went from a free play game into what it is today on one two three bet, a real two dollar wager. Now, uh, explain to our listeners the, the the fact that you've actually kind of like partnered up with the tracks. Is that correct? That's that's right. And there's a lot of you know different type of fantasy games out there where you can pay an entry fee like a handicapping contest, and it goes into a fixed prize. But what, what we've done is we've we've turned this into a parametric wager where we actually pay the track a content fee, so takeout rates, just like any other pick six, uh, we pay the fee to the track, and the remainder of the funds get uh, paid out to the players. So we, we've effectively got this running now at several tracks uh, throughout the US. We've got content on Delta Downs. We're running Dover Downs tonight, Evangeline, uh, we ran Hawthorne, Hawthorne earlier today, and this wager can also be operated at the track. So you can go up to a terminal, you can put in your, your picks, or you can play online. So we've created what we believe could be the world's first co-mingled contest pool where we can get people playing in from all around the world and, and creating much larger pools. So what I want our listeners to know is the fact that you're not shackled to any one place or any six races that pretty much the contest uh, paints with a broad brush throughout racing programs across the country. That's right. So we're going around to, well, every track in the U.S. to try and get permission um, to be able to offer 
a one, two, three racing uh, either picks. Now, it, it, it's based on a picking wager, so it can be run over a minimum of four legs, or it can be there is no maximum number of legs. So, tracks could get creative with this wager and offer it as a pick nine. Um, and as you know, like most other very long exotic wagers are very difficult to win because you have to pick, say, nine winners. With our wager, it's based on the accumulation of points throughout those nine races. So someone will always be top point scorer. We pay first, second, and third, hence the name 123 Racing. Now, um, as I navigate your website, uh, there's uh, a look, almost looks like it's a fun place to be, is that uh, you can... See who the main players are. You can you can see where they are. Uh, you can go to uh, the, the stables, and that you, you yourself kind of uh, have brought in some of the top people that are established. Uh, people like John Preci, uh, you know, uh, and, and then of course our Uber capper uh, that we know. So uh, people that want to play into this game, if they want to, earlier in the day can go and tap into some of the top cappers in the country to get their selections. That's correct, yeah. We're, we're, we're quite uh, fortunate to be able to get uh, a few guys to actually offer, you know, handicapping information to our players. Um, what we also offer is when, when, the, when the player is actually making their picks over the six races, we, we offer a rating. So we show a rating next to each horse. That is based on the number of players who have actually selected that horse. So the number one horse could have a rating of 29%. So what that equates to is 29% of the players who have made a pick in that particular event have chosen that horse. So it gives the novice player uh, handicap information that they wouldn't else you know, have anywhere other than uh, perhaps looking at what the tote board does. So, you know, again, we're trying to cater for the newcomer, but we're also catering for the very savvy punter as well. Okay, now let's just say... Nobody's ever been on one, two, three bet. What is your suggestion for them to to, to sign on and put their toe in the water uh, so they can kind of get a feel for this wager? Sure. Well, the wager is based on our free play games, which we've been operating throughout the U.S. for several years. So if you've played the Monmouth Survival Challenge, the Meadowlands Survival uh, the uh, thorough enduro at Remington Park. The wager is no different. It's 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 log on to the site um, when you when you sign up on one two three bet dot com. If you're from a relevant jurisdiction, we'll give you fifty dollars free to start off with straight out of the bat, and you can then go and make your pick sixes. It's a two dollar entry. Uh, we have a quick pick module based on you can click on the button to pick all the favourites, which is based on. Uh, the number of people who have picked that horse, so the highest rating horses in that event. Uh, you can do a random pick, or you can go through and handicap each of the horses in each of the races that you, that you choose. Uh, I think a, ne- a next question that uh, people would want to know about is, is, what's my minimum wager, or can I play a boatload of races uh, because I'm feeling good today? Sure. Well, it's a it's two dollar minimum, uh, but you can when you're doing your picks, you can pick obviously more than one horse in each race. But what that creates is multiple entries in that event. So, uh, you know, you you can do just a, any permutation like you do for a pick six, but it will create multiple entries, two dollar entries into each of those uh, events. Uh, again, 
123bet.com. And uh, is there any cost uh, for me to sign up or for our listeners to sign up? Or how do we how do we get into this game? It sounds great. Sure, sure. Well, I mean, as I said, if you once you sign up on 123bet.com, if you're from a uh, an allowed jurisdiction, as soon as you sign up, we'll give you $50 free, no deposit required. That'll allow you to go in and actually test the site, um, put in your picks, and if you're lucky enough to win one of the contests, you know, you, you, you've got the money there and you can withdraw that money. So um, we've got, you know, over 1,500 players actively playing on our site and, and in a short space of time, and uh, it's actually generated some significant handle for us over the last couple of months on other wager types. So the wager has pulled people in. They're playing the, the fun pick six. And then they're starting to wager on other events, so that's been you know a, a great uh, win for us. Now, uh, I, I believe w- one of the unique things that you have is you can actually go up and uh, take a look at the wager leaderboards and kind of see where other players are and what horses they've bet on. That's correct. So once once an event goes in play, um, you click on the leaderboard and then you can follow those picks on the leaderboard for each of those players. Now, what that information creates is, 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 is tipping information for, for anyone who wants to bet. So if these guys have picked three winners in a row, well, their next three selections are certainly, you know, good good chances in the, in the, in the event that you could go in and do a win-play show on or even you know, taking multiple selections from the top players and, and putting in a super factor or an adapter into into one of the next races. Well, that's great. So, you obviously, you can tap into somebody. Uh, obviously, right now, I'm up on In the Final Stride. Looks like he's having an awful good day. Uh, so, you can kind of tap into the abilities and selections of some of the best players, obviously, Across the world, it's the internet, so it goes everywhere. That's right. At, at the moment, we're just doing it uh, purely for U.S. players, but we will open it up to international customers, and um, under our license, we're allowed to do that. But at, initially, at this stage, just for U.S. customers, and yes, in the final stride, we we actually ran a weekly leaderboard last week, and uh, basically, based on your best-scoring ticket from each daily event, went towards a weekly, and in the final stride, uh, he really uh, streets ahead of the field last week, and if you had followed all of his picks, you would have made a lot of money off his selections. Very nice. So you get you get free handicapping insight from the other players on one, two, three bet. Well, uh, hey Rob, I'll tell you what. My producer's telling me it's about time that we uh, took a little break here. Can you hold on because I've got some more questions with you, and I'm sure our listeners want to know a little bit more about one, two, three bets so they can jump on board. Can you hang with us for another segment? Yeah, sure, sure thing, John. No problem. Great. Okay. Well, you're listening to Winning Ponies. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, we're going to be with Rob Earl. School to the pros, we, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. And they're off. 
What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of the easy win form. The most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Introducing the 123 Racing Pick 6, America's newest and most exciting wager. It's the bet that puts you in the race. Win the new $2 wager by scoring points across six races to scoop the national pool. If you love handicapping contests, you'll love 123 Racing. Compete against America on track and online now. Pools are open at 123bet.com. This month, there are $100,000 in guaranteed payouts. Learn more and wager now at 123bet.com. That's 123bet.com. Licensed and regulated in the USA. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, John Engelhart. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with John or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to show at winningponies.com. Now, back to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. All right, and with me is Rob Earl, the founder and CEO of 123 Racing's parent company, 123 Gaming, a sponsor with us here at Winning Ponies. And, uh, Rob, I want to ask you just kind of your opinion. You've been out there at the University of Arizona uh, at the symposium, uh, a place I've been, oh, God, probably at least 15 times. Uh, it's great because you get to meet so many people in the industry. Uh, are you getting a good vibe out there as far as uh, people that are kind of, kind of interested in playing your style of, of wagering and the fact that what you're doing is very creative? Uh, l- let me know what the input is out in Arizona. Sure, John. No, it's a, it's a fantastic place. I, I've, I've been here for several years. I, I look forward to this event every year. You get to meet a lot of good people from around the U.S. and also from around the world. Now, we've had great feedback. Um, it's funny, you know, I was here several years ago pitching the idea of a, you know, a handicapping challenge as a wager, and, um, you know, it was probably a little bit before its time, and now we're seeing a lot of uh, people looking for new products, and uh, we've certainly got it with the 123 Racing Wager. And we're talking to other ADWs that want to take it. And so the more ADWs, the more tracks that do take the wager, the bigger the pools, and it becomes a snowball effect. So, you know, we want this to be a crossover to the fantasy players that are playing the sport. You know, how do we get those guys across to racing? And, you know, there's a lot of money being spent on sport. And, of course, with racing, we want that money to be spent with racing. So the purses are up, you know, everybody stays employed and, and our wonderful sport continues as it is. Uh, I know that uh, for all the years I went there, one of the major subjects was, and I'm going to guess it was this year, and I'm sure it's in the front of your mind, is attracting the next generation or the now generation. Uh, What are your insights into that? What are your feelings about that? Obviously, just the fact that you're online says a lot because that's where all the new generation is. 
That's right, and I think that's where we're trying to be a little bit different than, than most other ADW sites, that we've, we've brought in the social element. You know, people understand Facebook and inviting friends, and um, and, and the whole idea of the one two, three wager is, is that you're playing against other people, so it's the leaderboard effect. I mean, the nickname I gave this wager several years ago was, you know, fantasy football for horse racing, so I guess... We're really trying to entice the, the young crowd into that mentality that, that this is a game that you're playing against other people, but we're using the horse racing as the medium for it. As well as that, you've also got the opportunity to uh, you know, do smart things with, with uh, bringing in fantasy sports onto these ADWs. And it was talked about at this year's symposium is that how, how could we utilize the fantasy sports model to to attract the younger generation to this. And um, what we're also finding with our site, that we're, we're getting a lot of females coming in and playing our game because it's such a simple, easy way and introduction into horse racing. That's very interesting. I, I, I do like the fact that you're, that you're getting more females. Now, that, you know, kind of the, the key thing about... Uh, what you're offering is that it's a pick six bet. How does your one, two, three racing pick six differ from what we'd call a traditional pick six bet? Sure. With with the traditional pick six, obviously you have to pick all six winners to win the pool. Uh, with our one, it's it's effectively making six selections over six races, yeah, over the races. So effectively, no different putting in the pick but ours is based on accumulation of points. So you don't have to pick a winner in every race. If your horse finishes first, second, or third, whatever the payoffs are, are your points. Now, race one, you might get a a show for $5. Race two, your horse might run last. Race three, it might win, and so you get the win, play, show payout for those points. So over those six races, you're effectively accumulating points. So you're never out of the contest or never out of the wager and until the last race, because you know you've got a chance to you know, maybe hit a long shot in the last race and go from you know one hundredth on the leaderboard to first. That's that's fantastic. So normally I'd be tearing my ticket up, figuring well there's not even going to be a consolation for me, but it's just a matter of how I am able to handicap, and if I can come up with a good priced winner, even though I lost part of the leg, I'm still in the game. You are, and, and it, you know, in some ways, you know, for the novice, it's a great thing. Uh, obviously, for your your very savvy player, um, sometimes they get uh, a little bit annoyed that someone may be able to beat them on one selection when they've picked five winners. So, you know, we're we're, we're going to be catering for those scenarios as well. Um, we can run uh, we can run uh, the wager across multiple tracks. We we're about to actually trial that very soon, where we can have. Uh, two races from that track, two races from another, and two races. So over three tracks, we can have uh, a, basically a wager running, and we could do that, say, every hour. So, you know, there's, there's many ways that we can help the tracks um, attract more people to play. And, and again, this can be available at the track. Um, the whole push for the wager was how could we do something that could, could go online, could be available in off-track betting shops, and can be available at the track as well. Well, Rob, it's uh, it's been great talking to you tonight. Your your system is extremely exciting. 
I hope that our, their their listeners tune in, and I certainly hope that they'll they'll, they'll key into your product. Uh, it, it's been uh, it's been fun talking to you. I'm glad we got to spend the most time with you as we could, and uh, I, I wish you nothing but the best. And uh, guess what? I'm online. I got a password, and I'll be one two three betting dot com myself. I appreciate it, John. And look, uh, I can see people signing up already, so I really appreciate your time, and uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. All right. Well, thanks for being on and supporting Winning Ponies. We've been talking with Rob Earl from 123bet.com. I really have to uh, thank my friend, multiple Eclipse Award winner, Bill Moody, for being on with us this evening. I want to thank you for tuning in, and I hope you'll use those easy win fig forms uh, for your 123bet or any track you go to because Winning Ponies has been knocking them dead. Well, as I sit here in the press box, overlook the manicured turf course over the Ohio River to the hills of Kentucky. Remember, bet with your head, not over it. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with John Engelhart. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network.